You're listening to Titans Time, the tailor-made podcast for all Tennessee Titans fans. Welcome back to Titans Time. I am your host, Tanner Staggs, joined as always by my with my co-host, Tyler Staggs. Uh, we have a special guest today, uh, Alex, also known as Mr. Titan from his YouTube channel, Alex, we appreciate you joining us today. Go ahead and talk a little bit about your YouTube channel and just let everyone know what it's all about. All right. Hi, guys. Uh, thank you for having me on. It's a, it's a pleasure to have talk with you fine gentlemen. Just want to say, um, yeah, I've been doing YouTube for about maybe like a month now. Um, name is Mr. Titan. And just basically talking, you know, breaking down all Tennessee Titan news and uh, I am on Twitter as well at Mr. Underscore Titan 5. And I just love talking about the Tennessee Titans. And if you guys want to, go ahead and, you know, check out my page. I'm just, you know, doing videos every day and trying to learn how to make better videos for all my viewers and stuff like that. And I will be doing a live show tonight at 7 p.m. Central Time. So if you guys want to check that out later today, it will be my first live stream on YouTube under Mr. Titan. So you guys check that out if you want. Absolutely. Uh, Alex does a great job over there. Again, that is Mr. Titan. So make sure that you go check him out and subscribe if you like what you see. Again, he does a really, really good job. Um, If you are new to the podcast, make sure to check us out on Twitter, Titans underscore Tom. And on whatever podcast app you may be listening on, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. It uh, it helps us out a lot. So if you're new, thanks for tuning in and don't forget to do that. Um, Tyler, what do you want to talk about first? What do you want to start out with? Let's start out with the rookies that we are most excited to see this next season. Okay. Um, I'll I'll go first. Uh, I like Darrington Evans a lot. Uh, the third round guy, the running back. I think he's the one of the most athletic running backs in the draft. Uh, he showed that at the combine. He, I don't want to say that he reminds me of Chris Johnson, but he kind of does with the way that he can do things in space. Uh, because once he gets in space, he's really dangerous, and that's always exciting to see. Um, one thing that I really like about him is he's not afraid to play special teams. He's got a lot of experience with punt and kick returns in college. Uh, I think he was even one of the top kick returners um, in the NCAA in 2018. He, I think he's just a really good compliment to Derrick Henry. Um, and when, you, when we had Deion Lewis, when he would come on the field, teams already knew that it was going to be a pass play. And I think with Darrington Evans, that's going to be a little bit different teams don't automatically know that it's going to be a pass play when he comes on. So that's the guy that I'm most excited about. And I think that he's going to be able to help out a lot and make a big impact this next season. Oh yeah. Uh, Evans is one of the guys that I put down as well. I think he's going to be a great one, two punch uh, with Derrick Henry. Uh, I was actually watching some of Evans highlights last night and just seeing how shifty he can be at times um and really when he hits that second level it looks like he has some pretty good breakaway speed um and also 
you know, he can, like you said, when he comes in, when Lewis come in, you know, teams knew it was a pass play right away. But with Evans, I think it is going to – teams are really going to have to – they're going to be thrown off. They're not going to know if it's – Yeah, it keeps them guessing. Right. So I'm also excited to see uh, Christian Fulton and how he's able to plug into our secondary and how he helps out uh, with that. Absolutely. Um, Alex, what are your thoughts on that? What rookie are you most excited to see going into the next season? Uh, I, I, my thing is uh, Christian Fulton, um, but Darrington Evans as well. I like him just, you know, feed off of what you're saying. They're already calling him them smash and dash. That's, that's the name they're already calling for Derrick Henry yeah, yeah. and, and Evans, which is, is going to be amazing. And he, he does have, he was the second fastest uh, rookie running back in the, in the draft in the combine he was the second fastest and he does have you know versatility and he does have that where we could play more than one one spot for our football team which is really really um big especially for j-rob because we all know how j-rob likes to have his players play multiple positions but i think he actually played slot in college some he did and i think my my favorite thing about uh, this person, and we're just gonna move from Evans because my my favorite favorite pick was uh, Christian Fulton, and just he's just so speedy. He ran a four four six, and we needed that in, in um cornerback. We just we were really needing speedy guys. We didn't have too much speed, and especially like a Malcolm Butler, which you know might be his last year. I don't think I think Christian Fulton will take his job. But just the fact that we have such a young, talented player, you know, who could play multiple positions as well, I think it would work very well just because, you know, if we're going to make another playoff run like we did last year, we're going to have to go through, you know, the Baltimore Ravens. And, you know, we have to go through, obviously, the Chiefs. And, you know, all the Chiefs, you know, the wide receivers, they're a bunch of birds. got a track team. Exactly. So we need speed. And um, I'm really excited. Um, what he brings. I know the day after the draft, I think it was on Instagram or something, they showed him already practicing. So he has already a, a big chip on his shoulder just because he was drafted uh, so late. Cause yeah, because he, he fell so far. Yeah, he was supposed to be predicted a first-round pick, and he ended up being round two. And it might have been the failed drug test or, you know, what happened in LSU. It might have been that. I don't know. Um, but I think this this kid um, has the mentality and the attitude, and I'm 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 excited to watch him. You know, line up with the Dory. I think I believe those are the two fastest guys we have right now in defense is a Dory Jackson and and Christian Fulton. I think you're absolutely right, and especially about his athleticism going into the draft. Jeff Gladney was my guy. Um, and I was upset when we didn't select him in the first round. But, you know, looking back on it now, I think that J-Rob played the board perfectly. And honestly, at this point, I prefer Fulton over Jeff Gladney. Uh, that might just be a little bit of bias because it's the guy that we picked. But, I mean, going into this, you know, this upcoming preseason and the season, I'm excited to see Fulton play. Um, 
So for sure, I think you hit hit it right on the head there. He's one of the most athletic cornerbacks coming out, and I, you know, only time will tell. But I think he's going to be a really good player. Um, so I believe it was yesterday that Corey Davis's fifth year option was declined. Yeah, yeah, yesterday. Um, what do you guys think about that? Uh, whichever one of you wants to go first. Um, what do you think about Corey Davis's fifth year option being declined? Alex, I'll let you go first on this one. All right, no problem. Um, it wasn't a surprise in my opinion. Um, it's something we kind of all saw it coming. Now yeah. we could technically. I mean, he's still going to play this year. A lot of people think, well, like we're like, oh, we need a wide receiver already because you know he's no, he's still playing this year, but he might be playing for some you know, something he's going to need to play a lot better and he might have something to prove this year, which might, you know, spark some, you know, some moves with him and Tannehill. I heard that Tannehill and him have gotten together or they're going to get together and throw uh, to each other. So that might, you know, might be well. I know that we could also have um, have him do an extension and pay him less which if that would were the case, I don't think I would be um, – I wouldn't disagree about that. I think $15 million for what he's produced right now as an NFL, in the NFL, I don't think he's worth that. Yeah, that's but entirely he, too much. Yeah, that is very – and he's a fifth-round pick too. So the, that, the fact that happens as well, that, that could play a, a big role. So I, I could see them – Maybe working out in an extension and pay him less, maybe eleven or ten. In my opinion, I would be okay with that because I mean he's not the he's not horrible, and I wouldn't say he's a bust. A lot of people are saying he's a bust. I don't think he's a bust, but at the same time, he has moments where he's inconsistent and games where he shows up, and then there's the next game where he doesn't show up, and that could be a problem compared to A.J. Brown, who we saw as a rookie, just blow past him and pick that, you know, number one wide wide receiver spot. Yeah, I think he's easily the the number one wide receiver, um, that being A.J. Brown. Uh, but I'm with you. $15.7 million, uh, to pick up his fifth-year option is way too much. And after this next season, you know, if he's still – produces and continues to improve uh i could definitely see if he's up for it uh the team signing him to an extension that's a little bit cheaper than that um of course he only he had two touchdowns last season and obviously he was dealing with the turf toe issue and there was a quarterback change uh something that was brought up to me the other day was the fact that in the preseason um, Tannehill and AJ Brown actually took took some reps together during those preseason games, whereas Corey Davis most of the time was in with Marcus. So I think that might have had a little bit to do with it. So with when Tannehill and Corey Davis have a whole whole off season to work together, um, I, I really like that going into next season. But definitely going to need to see, uh continued improvement from him uh, over the course of this next season. And hopefully, you know, I'm all for them signing him to an extension as long as it's not 15.7 million. Cause to me, that's just too expensive. Tyler, I mean, you have you, Tyler, you may have a different opinion than me, but 
you can go ahead. No, I'm right there with both of y'all. Um, you know, I think not picking up his fifth-year option may actually be the best thing that the Titans could do for him because, you know, it does put that pressure on him now to come out and show why they did take him fifth overall in 2017. You know, it. he hasn't – I'm with Alex. I'm not going to call him a bust, but I am going to say that he hasn't lived up to the potential that he could have had. You know, Tanner, me and you were talking about this earlier. I think, without a doubt, A.J. Brown is definitely the number one receiver. And now, you know, maybe Corey Davis can come out since some of that pressure is off of him. And he might could be a good number two receiver. Uh, And if he were to come out and, you know, really just go crazy this year and won't you know, more money, you know, then, okay, at that point, I think you have to move on from him. But if they, if he were to come back this next year and want just like 10, 12 million, something like that, then yeah, it, you extend him for that. I think that he could be a good high-end wide receiver too. Uh, but uh, if a team's wanting to pick him up next year in free agency as a wide receiver one, I just don't see him as that. And there's nothing wrong with being a wide receiver too, but I, I see him as a high-end wide receiver too. I just see that being his role. Um, moving on to Clowny Watch, because that's pretty much, other than the draft, been the biggest news surrounding the Tennessee Titans uh, these past couple of weeks. Uh, per Diana Russini on Twitter, at Diana ESPN, this is what she had to say yesterday um, quote, I'm told the Seattle Seahawks and the Tennessee Titans are still interested in Jadavion Clowney. Both teams have made multiple offers, but nothing that matches Clowney's desired price tag. Sources believe he's is just not in a hurry to sign. Um, what do you guys think about this? Um, and if you don't think that Clowney signs with the Titans, who do you think that they go for in free agency? For me, um, you know, I'm not sure what's going to, you know, really happen with Clowney. Uh, you know, I know J-Rob's going to play this smart. I don't think he wants to take a chance on, you know, maybe overpay, overpaying Clowney. Uh, you know, Tanner, we've talked about this. I do think Clowney would be a big difference maker with the Titans if he were to sign with them. But just with how long this is drawing out and, him not being in a hurry to sign with anyone, it just it kind of makes me question if by the time you know he does sign with someone, you know, is he going to have enough time to get in and actually you know work with the team and get some chemistry going on? Um, for me, just looking around, a guy I found if they do want to you know go after a different edge if they don't sign Clowney. I think they maybe go with Everson Griffin. Um, I know when we were talking earlier, you said that he was asking for, with what you found, like $14 million or higher. Um, I don't know that I would necessarily go that high for him since he uh, is 32 years old. But just looking at his stats from last year, he had eight sacks, uh, 41 total tackles, had 11 tackles for loss, and 
24 QB hits. So, you know, he is a guy that can get after the quarterback, get some pressure in the backfield, and, you know, obviously 11 tackles for loss, you know, that's moving the offense backwards. So, you know, that would be a guy for me that for the right price and, you know, just the right contract, I would be okay with the Titans going after him if Clowney doesn't sign with them. Yeah. Um, Alex, what are your thoughts on Jadavion Clowney and the possibility of signing a different edge if Clowney doesn't come to Nashville? I completely agree with what he was saying about Everson Everson Griffin. That was actually one of uh, the people I was actually looking into because I'm I'm kind of I'm a little I'm a little I'm kind of over you know the whole clowny thing already and if he's gonna sign with us or not. I think he's just you know yanking our tails now. I'm just you know if you want to be with the you know you want to be with us then you know join us. If not then don't waste our time. And I think um, Everson Griffin would be a nice little, you know, addition to the team, even though he is, again, he's a little, you know, he's 32, he's a little old, you know, in some people's opinion. But, again, we we also had Cameron Wake. And Cameron Wake wasn't the, the youngest, you know. Yeah, that was person. a disaster yeah. with the injuries and all and that. He, yeah, he started good the Browns game, but then kind of faded out. So, um I think with the right price, like he said, you know, I think Griffin would be a nice little pickup, but um, I wouldn't pay too much on Clowney just because I think they're also pending a physical, and I don't think J-Rob's going to spend all his money on just one player, especially a player who's kind of being difficult right now on a time like this, and especially when we we need a an edge rusher so bad, so... Um, it's yes. I mean, I'll be happy if we, you know, pick them up, but if we don't pick them up, I wouldn't put there are other guys out it. there. Yeah. There's other guys. I mean, he's just, remember he's a name as well. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that he can make a, a big difference. Uh, but I'm kind of with you. I'm not going to sweat it too much. If we don't get him, I think we're still in a good position. Uh, I like the Everson Griffin name that you guys are throwing around. I had a combination of players that I would try to go out and get if we were to not get Clowney. And um, I actually think at this point, I kind of prefer what you had thrown, what you guys had thrown out with Everson Griffin. But my combination was uh, Damon Harrison or Snacks at the tackle spot and Taylor Gabriel at wide receiver obviously to add on to our core group of AJ Brown, Corey Davis and Khalif Raymond because I feel like we need a good third or fourth receiver depending on which one I think Khalif Raymond actually fits better in the uh, fourth receiver uh, and I think that Taylor Gabriel could come in and be that third guy and that would give us a solid group of four wide receivers um, but I think the uh, combination of those two players would be good signings. Um, but like I said, I wouldn't be against going and getting Everson Griffin just because uh, on top of him being a good edge rusher, uh, I think he's also really versatile and can play the run really well. <clears throat> um, so I like those guys. Uh, next up, who do you think with the 
draft pick in the seventh round of Cole McDonald out of Hawaii. Who do you guys think will be the official backup quarterback? Uh, Alex, I'll let you start this one. I think you uh, give it to the young guy, man. Let Cole McDonald try for it. I think um, he has a lot of uh, film, um, similarities to Tannehill, as in his speed. He has he's, he's a very quick, very quick quarterback. He has a cannon for an arm. He's a gunslinger. He likes to throw the ball. He likes. I mean, it might be in tight coverage, but he does throw the ball a lot. The only thing I do worry about is just his release. It's very, it's very low. Like cranks it back. So especially um, for an edge rusher, and like especially for like a JJ Watt that we play twice a year. And um, who else we had? They have. I mean. We have a bunch of people from, you know, our own divisions that would like to get a hand, you know. Well, even even Clowney to the Colts is a possibility also. I, God forbid, I hope not. But (laughs) just like, so just like that and stuff, he has some kinks he has to work on. But I think, I believe I said in one of my videos, I think the quarterback and the backup QB should be almost sync. They should almost have the same quality of play together. So if just say, I mean, knock on wood, hopefully Tannehill, because he's injury prone, he doesn't get hurt. But say he does get hurt next year, I mean this year, and you know, he, Cole, you know, McDonald's has to step in, the the offense won't change. The team won't look like a different team and the play calling won't have to change. And because that that's that could be disastrous. We saw that with Mario Mariota and Blaine Gabbert. And Blaine Gabbert, like the the offense just looked like a completely different Tennessee Titans team. And we don't want that, you know? And that could that could really, really affect our team. And it, it did. I think it was like what week seventeen, it was that Sunday night game. It was win or go home against the Titans versus Colts. Remember that? Yes. Uh, and Marcus, I think that he actually caught a lot of, um, that. you know, a bad rep for that, for not yeah. playing in that game. Yeah, it was win or go home. So you don't you don't want that to happen. I think um, Logan Woodside, I mean, compared to Cole McDonald, I just – I'll have a little bit more faith with the rookie. Sounds surprising, but I think just his sim- similarities to Ryan Tannehill – gives him that advantage yeah that's yeah um i'm with you completely um i think that cole mcdonald is the best candidate right now for the backup quarterback position uh i like what you said about him and Tannehill being similar and uh the point that you had hit on about the your starting quarterback and backup being similar so that you don't have to change the offense i didn't think about that too much but you know it makes a lot of sense and Cole McDonald. The reason I like Cole McDonald so much is he's not afraid to take a chance. Um, in college, I don't know exactly how many, but he had quite a bit of interceptions. Not necessarily from him being inaccurate. Uh, I mean, he does have some issues with that at times, but it's he's just not afraid to sling the ball down the field. Um, so you know he can make plays with his legs, and you know, I'd rather him be throwing the ball down the field, then scared to throw it down the field. Uh, so I'm going with Cole McDonald. I have, I have Cole McDonald as well. Um, Alex, kind of like you hit on, if he, can, 
if he can work on his release and because I was watching uh, some highlights of his last night and his windup, you know, is very long. And like you said, he brings the ball real low, which, you know, if any team we play has any talent at, at edge rusher, like J.J. Watt, like you mentioned, you know, he's going to get around there and just feast on that. You know, he's going to strip the ball. And, you know, I believe if he can work on that, and it looks like after the Titans drafted him, I believe he already has been working on his release to try and get it quicker and, you know, a little bit higher. But, you know, I'm with y'all. I think uh, McDonald wins the backup QB job. Um, let's see. What have we not hit on? Do we only have one thing left? Uh, what are some of y'all's concerns, if any, for the Titans? The next season. season. Okay. Um, for me, I'll just go ahead and get mine out of the way because it's pretty short. Um, how will losing Jack Conklin affect our offensive line? Obviously, I know that we have um, Isaiah Wilson and we signed Dennis Kelly, but um, Jack Conklin last season was really, you know, it seemed like starting to come into his own. He was playing really well. Um, so my biggest concern is how is losing him going to affect that right side of the offensive line? Hopefully it won't too much, but I do have some concerns about it going into this season. Yeah, that's a, uh, you know, I actually did not think about that, um, but that is, you know, definitely a concern to have uh, because, you know, like you said, we had Conklin now switching out to Kelly, which I, I think Kelly can, you know, do a good job at that right tackle spot for me. And it may just be because this really hurt us in the AFC championship game against Mahomes, not being able to get pressure on him. And I know the Titans have made moves already, you know, at the edge rusher uh, spot and added some good depth so that they can, you know, cycle people in and out and keep fresh legs out there. But my concern as of right now is still our pressure coming off of the edge. You know, have we made enough moves and do we have enough depth to really be able to get after someone like Mahomes and cut down on the amount of time that they have back there in the pocket. Because, you know, like I said, that's really one of the things that killed us in that AFC championship game. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's definitely something to be concerned about. Uh, I'm ready to see how some of our signings that we've made and hopefully we'll make another signing or two, how that will affect our pass rush. Hopefully it'll, it'll be a lot better. Um, Alex, do you have any concerns going into next season? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think, I believe the offense will be okay. Everyone, you know, the only thing we, you know, like you touched on was Jack Conklin, which we lost. Other than that, pretty much everyone's coming back another year. So I think they should be able to gel well again. My my concern was always and still is the defense the defense in general let's think about it we lost logan ryan wesley woodyard jarrell casey yes you know logan ryan he had a good year wesley woodyard he's getting getting a little up there in age jarrell casey i still don't know why we did it but um i mean he's still in pretty like 
towards the end of his prom. Yeah, his numbers were dropping, but it wasn't dropping drastically where we needed to trade him. But um, these guys were also that the voice and the the leaders on defense. I mean, these guys were veterans, man. You guys, these guys have been playing for a while. And the fact that the defense took such a big hit on leadership and veterans makes yeah, that's me a little huge. You know, that that makes me a little worried. And the fact that we don't have Dean Pease anymore. Now, remember, Dean Pease, I mean, that play, the play calling he did against the Ravens was, I mean, one of the, the best play calling in the, in the game. I mean, he figured out Lamar Jackson and he, Lamar Jackson didn't have an answer to Dean Pease's defense. And the fact that we have, uh, Mike Rabel, who's going to come in and work on the defense, and I believe he's going to be the one conducting the defense, is a little bit concerning because I believe when he was in Houston and he was leading that group, I think they had the worst, um, I believe, the percentage in defense as in allowing points. So that's a concern because usually, I don't know if Mike Rabel might have, you know, bit off more than he could chew hopefully you know it doesn't happen and he's you know good but usually when it happens it could be it could get a little sticky sometimes so i'm worried about you know the defense in general yeah dane pease um is something that's not talked about a lot anymore but that could be something that is huge going into next season and you know, I mean, only time will tell for all of these things that we've mentioned, but hopefully Mike Vrabel has learned a little bit from Dean Pease and can apply that. that that's my hope. Yeah, I'm hoping that as um, well. Um, you know, like you said, that that can be a major blow right there and losing those veteran guys that have been there for, you know, many years. Uh, yeah, that leadership is huge. You're going to have to have guys like Kevin Byard and guys are going to have to step up. Yeah, they're going to have to step up. Even Daquan Jones, possibly. Um, They're really going to have to step up and, you know, make their voice heard in the locker room. So um, I believe that's all that we have. Uh, So, Alex, we really appreciate you coming on once again. Um, It's been great. And uh, for those of you listening, uh, once again, Mr. Titan on YouTube, Alex, uh, he does a great job on his channel. So make sure to check him out. Yeah. Just, uh, thank you guys for having me on again. And just, uh, remember that, uh, seven o'clock tonight, central time, I will be going live the first live stream on Mr. Ch- uh, Mr. Titan channel. So hopefully everyone can tune in. You guys could check it out. It should be a good show. Um, um, and I do appreciate the opportunity you guys gave me to come on the show. I had a great time. This is super fun. We have to definitely do this again, man. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, it was a great time. Oh, yeah. And we're, um, like, like he said, you know, we were glad to have you come on and definitely, you know, look forward to having you on again in the future. Yes, absolutely. Um, so for all of the new listeners, once again, make sure that you check us out on Twitter at Titans underscore time. Check out our podcast website and blog, titanstimepodcast.com. You can listen to the podcast on whatever podcast app that you use. 
Um, also, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star rating. Uh, and also, it won't be long, and we will be starting to record our podcast for YouTube as well. Absolutely. Um, with all that being said, I think that that's all that we have. So this has been Titans time.